You're listening to the Zenial Dadcast. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is Mo. On today's episode, we're going to talk about name changes, uh, my dead grandparents, and we're going to dig into the musical stylings of Wednesdays, a local band hailing from South Shore, Massachusetts. Uh, no relation to the hit Netflix TV series Wednesday. This band has a really tight retro sound. And thinking about it out loud right now, they, they remind me a bit of uh, the first time I heard The Strokes. Now, mind you, they don't sound anything like The Strokes, but that quality of it being so um, so classic sounding and so retro sounding, but it's still new, that's what this band is. So stick around, let's dig into it. So it's been a healthy, busy couple of weeks, and uh, I got I got a lot to share with you. But top of mind right now, what I mentioned during the intro is the name change, right? What's what's in the name? Uh, and I haven't I haven't really spoken about this on the show, but it's something that has has followed me uh, my whole life. And I think I think I'll start at the beginning, just so that you guys have some some historical reference right uh with with my family <laughs> so i grew up in a single family uh single mother household my mom raised me uh but i did i did have a dad uh and somewhere between you know five and ten my parents got divorced and my dad just lived his life uh and i, I didn't see him again and then when I was 14, we found out he had passed away in a town very near where we lived uh, in, in Boston. We lived in, I, like, I want to say, Waltham at the time, or Framingham. Uh, and he, he died, I don't know, a couple, like an hour drive away. So it, you can tell it's a little taxing for me to even talk about it because this is a man that I never really knew. I have some vague memories with him. I have some, you know, positive memories of him but you know especially now being a father I, I find it very hard to relate to what kind of man he was at least from my perspective and so I say that to say this somewhere in my young childhood when we were in the states we were uh, getting getting our um, our permanent visas and then making our way towards citizenship so I'm a, I'm a US citizen now in that whole process, you can choose to change your name. So I, in Bolivia and a lot of Latin American com- uh, countries, you, you're born and you're given two first names and typically have two last names. Uh, and those last names are split between your maternal and your paternal last names. And so here in Bolivia, all of my documentation, my birth certificate, my ID cards, they all have my birth name but in the states that's it's a very different story and i just never really wanted that name and so i say that because somewhere in the process of of uh getting my citizenship i changed my name i didn't want to have my father's last name it wasn't important to me that's a part of the family that even to this day uh i i don't know who they are you know from my my father's side I've been in Bolivia for 
probably the last eight years, you know, in and out. And every now and then I have that thought of, do I want to seek them out? Do I want to know who they are? You know, they're out there somewhere. Is it important to me? And the truth is, it's not. And it's a little, you know, like you feel guilty admitting it. I feel a little guilty admitting it, but it really, really isn't. And there's a lot, there's a lot to unpack there. So, so I won't even, I won't even try right now. But suffice it to say, I changed my name in the States. And ever since I was a young child, I've been going by my regular name, you know, my passport, my driver's license, all of my bank statements, all of my school records, they all have this name. And it's, the, it's my identity. And my last name is Murillo. Murillo is my mother's last name. So that was a, that was a decision that I made in the States. Uh, so fast forward to my travels to Bolivia and rediscovering uh, this country as a home for me. Really, Bolivia has been a home to me for almost the last 10 years. Well, now... You know, as a young man, I was working as a, as a mountain bike guide and I was, I was just living, living my life. It never mattered. You know, here, no one blinks an eye if you have double citizenship and you have one name on your passport, but your ID card has a different name. They really don't care. It, they're two separate documents and you use them interchangeably and when one asks for the other, then you show them and it's fine. But when I became a father, when, when Benny was born, uh, he was born in Bolivia, and we had to register him. That's one of the other things about having kids in, in South America. I don't know, maybe all of Latin America, but definitely Bolivia, where you don't do that stuff in the hospital. They give you the baby in the hospital. They give you a certificate that he was born, uh, some papers that you fill out that, you know, give him his name and all that jazz. And then you have to go to a, a civil attorney, a um, registro civil where you sit down with this lawyer and you say, hey, I had a baby. And they have to register the baby in, in legal documentation. And so when that happened, they asked for birth certificates from both parents, IDs from both parents, all that jazz. And, and again, our situation is that I'm Bolivian American and my partner at that time was, is Brazilian. And we had this baby together and we're going and... Uh, there's all sorts of stuff that, that we had to kind of deal with just in terms of attitude from the lawyer, right? I, I had a friend of mine, Andres, who I love dearly, who, who went to law school and he's well-versed on Bolivian law. And so I had him come with me just so that I had some, some like legal muscle on my side so that we could, he could kind of take my side and help me argue my point because I knew this was going to happen. When we, when we registered our kid, I wanted him to have my last name, my American last name, my chosen last name, Murillo. But I knew that if I showed my Bolivian ID and my Bolivian birth certificate, that the lawyer would push to have those names, uh, my father's last name, included in my son's name. And so the way, the way they look at, the way Bolivian law looks at it, that's the correct way of doing it. But I... I think understandably was fully against it. So when we went to the lawyer's office, I deliberately did not bring any documents that had any of my Bolivian birth names attached to it. 
I only had my American passport. And my and I had my driver's license. I had like bank statements with my name, school, my, my high school diploma. Like I had a bunch of stuff. But I the only like official ID is my passport. And when I went to, to the lawyer, you know, on the passport under on your American passport, if you're born in a different country, it'll say in your American passport that you're born in whatever country. So in my American passport it said I'm born in Bolivia. So as soon as I showed that, predictably, the lawyer noticed that I was born in Bolivia and asked she asked for my my uh, birth certificate my bolivian id and i said i don't have it I, I played stupid i said i don't have it i've never had it uh you know it's not a name that i use i don't i don't have any of those documents i'm i'm here with my american passport and she made a big she she made a big push of it she really did not understand and started searching my name in her system and all that stuff uh so i had my friend there andres say why is that a problem the baby's born you got his father here he's got a legal document you just gotta register him like there's no problem here there's nothing in the in the law that prohibits you from registering the baby with only the american passport in fact that's exactly what they do for any foreigner so we got it done we got my my kid registered the right way he has the right last names uh everything everything worked out the way it was but that's just one of the pieces to this bigger puzzle of, of like having to struggle with the name that, that I have. And I know I'm not the only one. I know other people have some similar version of this. And there are plenty of other expats who, who have kids in other countries that probably have to traverse the same thing. Even even on, on his mother's side, Benny's mom, she's Brazilian. So in Brazil, they put the, the, the maternal name, they put it first, and they put the paternal name, dad's name, last. And in Bolivia, it's reverse. So here, they have this whole thing of, well, the names are wrong. No, it's not. It's just different ways that countries do it. And it's a constant argument that we have to, you know, ready ourselves for. Every time we go do some sort of paperwork uh, that has to do with, with identity. Now, for the past year or so, we, we've, been, we've had this challenge where we're trying to get my son's Bolivian ID. And we can't do that because every time we go, we hit, we hit the same problem with with the variations of our names. And so now I'm working with a lawyer. I've got this lawyer on my side who is looking at an, an administrative way to get my name legally changed in Bolivia to what it's always been, you know, in the States on my US passport and, and all of my all of my history, right? School history, banking history, all of it. Uh, and so that's what I'm working on. But I, I do I do find it interesting because this is all happening this last two weeks. And as it's going on, it helped me really um, reflect on my family history. Like I said, on my dad's side, I'm not, really, I'm not really close. But on my mom's side, I got some cousins here. I have some extended family here. There's a lot of pride around the name Murillo. And it's, it's something that I really, um, that hit center stage for me this last week. But we'll take a break here and we'll listen to our band to dig out. Our band to dig out is Wednesdays. <laughs> Wednesdays. Uh, this is such a cool band to listen to. Uh, I, I'm really, I'm really happy I found them because they've got this really solid, tight rock, pop rock sound. But they, but they also have very, very, uh, like recognizable classic chord structures. Uh, like even like walking bass lines, like things you don't typically hear in modern rock music, and they sound classic. So. You know, at the top of the show, I, I, I uh, 
compared them a little bit to the Strokes. The Strokes is awesome. It's an awesome band, but they don't sound anything like them. <laughs> but they do sound them in the sense that they, they sound classic. There's something really classic sounding about Wednesday's music uh, that I really enjoy. And I think we're going to listen to Don't Ask, Don't Tell uh, by Wednesday's. This is from a 2021 EP release. And I think they deserve a solid listen. So let's check it out. Wednesdays, don't ask, don't tell. So just as 
the whole um, name thing is happening with the lawyer and I'm, I'm having to give him a bunch of papers and figure that, that stuff out, you know, my, my mom messages me and she asks me to go to Sika Sika to visit my grandparents. Uh, they're, they're, they're buried there in a the cemetery. You know, I'll be honest, I, I never really look forward to these trips. Going out of the city in, in Bolivia is kind of a crapshoot, and you're better off spending the money and getting, like, a private driver and making a day out of it because you don't know how long you'll take to get there, to get back. You know, there's just a lot of variables. But I said okay. And I said okay because uh, last year, uh, just at the end of the last year, my mom has, I think, three or four sisters and a brother, and they all got together, and they said, let's put money together and let's build this... I don't even know how to explain it, but it's like this little, you know, for for uh, for your your loved ones who are buried in the cemetery, you can build like a little house structure, and have reserved plots, where you know future <laughs> future family members will be buried. So up until now, they, we we just had our, our grandmother, grandfather, and some other aunts and stuff just buried in their own individual plots, and so they got together, they put some money together, and they built. They had this guy build this like little house structure that would house all of it. I hadn't seen it yet because this, this happened during last year and I hadn't seen it in person. So I said, okay, I'll go check it out and we'll clean it up. And we took a bunch of flowers. We refreshed the flowers for, for our grandparents. Uh, I had my cousin go with me. It's a, it's a good day trip. So I had, had Benny stay here with his mom because it's just a lot. It's just a long drive. Uh, it's not, I mean, I feel, you know, it's not that bad of a trip. But I always expect the worst when I leave the city in Bolivia, you know? So anyway, uh, so Benny stays with his mom and I and I got ready for that. I bought, you know, we, we also, because it's like a little house structure, it's got a gate so that it protects, it protects the flowers that you leave there and stuff. And so I also bought like a chain and a lock so that we could lock it up and make sure people don't mess with it. There was some concern that during the, uh, during the Easter weekend and All Saints and all that stuff, the people, you know, in these in these small towns, this cemetery is in a really small, small town called Sika Sika, outside of the city. Literally, time stops in this town. It just hasn't changed much in the last 10, 20 years. And so when those holidays come around, like Easter or All Saints or whatever religious holidays there are, uh, people just get drunk in these towns. And, and kids especially, you know, teenagers will get drunk at, in the cemeteries and just go and graffiti stuff and throw stuff around, make a mess. So there was some concern that during those uh, those holidays that people had kind of messed up the, this little structure. So we went there to check it out, me and my cousin, uh, Sophia. And, you know, Sophia went with me because it's her her side of the family too. She She's my cousin on my mother's side. We, we got a driver. I want to mention him. He's a really good guy, Saul, who, who whenever I need someone to drive me anywhere in La Paz, uh, I'll usually call him. We get in the car, we go, we drive. It's a pleasant, pleasant day. We get to the cemetery, and luckily, no damage. Like, no one graffiti, there wasn't any garbage. There is somebody who takes care of the cemetery there that likely pick up and clean up and stuff. Uh, and I think whatever mess there was from those celebrations, it got cleaned up before we even got there. We got there, and it was a little messy and stuff, and but no, no damage done. So we, we put the flowers in and we, we organized everything. I've never really, really cared about my grandparents. And that's because they passed away before I was born. In fact, it's a tragic story, but all, my, my mother, who is the middle child of, 
uh, I want to say five or six kids. She lost her, her mother when she was around 11 or 12 and her father, you know, well before that. So they were orphaned really, really young. And so, of course, for them, it's still very prominent, their parents' memory. But for me and for any of their kids, it's a very abstract notion to, to miss and care for people that you never knew, you never had a chance to know. I say that because having this experience where I've gone to the cemetery and we put the flowers there and, you know, these are people that you, you know, their, their memory is still alive with their, with their children. So many years after, we're talking like uh, maybe late 60s, early 70s when they passed away. So, so we're solid, what, 50 years later? To me, being, I guess, one or two generations removed, going to the cemetery really helped ground me in the reality that they, they were real. And that they, in a lot of ways, they're as far back as I go. My mom never speaks about her grandparents. These two people, my grandfather and grandmother, they are literally the farthest back that my story goes. When we were talking to the lawyer, the lawyer was like, yeah, they need to know, they need to know the details of your mother and your father. And I go, I don't know anything about my father. No idea. And they go, it's okay, it's okay. They're going to look in the records because when they look at your birth certificate, they see the last name, they can trace it back to whatever other family has those same last names and come up with a really good you know, lineage of how far back they can figure out who your father was, who his parents were, where they lived, where he was born, all that stuff. And so I'm in this cemetery and I'm going, Grandma and Grandpa, this is as far as my story goes. And for my son, this is as far as his story will go too on his dad's side, right? It's the, these two people that we never got to meet, but we physically know where they are. They're buried in this cemetery and this is where their story ended. So anyway, that blew my mind. And I, and I promise you, I'm not high here. <laughs> I, I really just had this moment of realization of how, how, uh, how important it is to at least acknowledge those, those people before us when we have the chance, right? When we have that chance to be next to them. I, I, I never got that chance for my grandparents or with my grandparents. But, you know, my son has that chance with, with, with his grandmother. And that's a really power, powerful thing. So, you know, we left, we left the flowers and, and we, we went our, on our way. But I'll definitely go back and visit them. Uh, it'll be less of a chore, you know. It feels strange. Sika Sika is a very small town. And, uh, and I've heard that I had some cousins around there. So maybe, maybe we explore that in the future. So let's, uh, let's wrap up the episode. Let's listen to another track from Wednesdays. This one is one of my favorites. It's... It's a release from 2022. They, they released an EP in 2022, uh, just last year. And this one's called The Sky. And this is such a really up-tempo, great, great uh, song. Again, Wednesday's local band coming out of South Shore, Massachusetts. Really great selection of songs. So if you're digging into it, they're in the Zenio Dadcast Volume 2 playlist. And I'll leave the link to their Spotify in the description. Guys, thanks for listening. Enjoy the music. This is going to be The Sky by Wednesdays. Peace. Do you ever feel like you're falling While you've got both feet on the ground And no matter what you do or say It doesn't matter, you're not
you're living Is a part of someone's goddamn game That you're far from bright Don't see the light No matter what you try You're still insane When you think that you were worthless While you're lying in the cold And you only have yourself to blame When you feel like you're in trouble And you're living in a bubble There's no flowers without the rain When you're just not feeling right And you need a little light Forget it all, it's just one Here's a quick reminder. Check out the show notes. Find and click the link to our Spotify Bands to Dig Out playlist. Please enjoy responsibly. Lastly, head on over to www.zenialdadcast.com to hear all past episodes and learn more.